Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. We have Mike back with Tat Cat and Just Pews, so it is not just Lonely Me all over again. Uh, you get to hear some more dialogue besides just my diatribe, so go ahead and say hey, Mike. Hey there, everyone. How you doing? It's good to be back. Yeah, we just couldn't connect on the last episode, so I went ahead and took care of it, especially since so much stuff was going on. But let's go ahead and start getting out of the house rules before we can start getting into this main segment and talk about what's happened in the gun world since the last episode if you haven't already go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to that's the best way to keep up with new podcasts as they're being released also if you can leave us a review uh, I have noticed that we have gotten some more reviews since the last time I checked, but we got like one fucking one-star review and one two-star review. So uh, the cocksuckers didn't bother to leave us a reason why they were leaving us such shitty reviews, but it pulled down our rating to, I think, like a 4.5, so it didn't really affect us too bad. So if you like us, go ahead and leave us a five-star review uh, on iTunes or uh, wherever you can leave a review. Uh, and honestly, if you don't like it, you know, fine, but tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what we're doing wrong. That's what I feel. You know, don't just leave me a, a one or two star review uh, and not tell me why you don't like it. Uh, it's just kind yeah, of a dick move a in my mind. You don't go to a restaurant and say, oh, I hate this, and then not tell them why you hate it. You tell them why you hate it. So tell us why you hate us. Absolutely. So please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content on their podcast platform. Also, check out the website, justpews.com. That's where you will see our content as well as Mike's on there. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Also, uh, we have some swag. Did you, were you able to move the swag over from the, the old website? Yep. On your on your About Me section, there's a big button that says Buy 2A Lifestyle Merch. Sweet. Yeah, I went ahead and got two t-shirts myself from nice. the uh website there from from my own swag because i've been wearing that around it's pretty pretty sweet i gotta say so go ahead and check that out i did man it's uh to a lifestyle on the back but it's the um the uh disregard females acquire automatic firearms yes i like that yes so i got me two of those one in gray and one in blue uh so i'm pretty excited i got those in also, go ahead and check out our social media on 2A Lifestyle. We are on everything, 2A, no, number 2A Lifestyle, except for Instagram, 2 is spelled out. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, uh, MeWe, Parlor, if you still have that around, uh, all that stuff. And where can they find you, Mike? Well, if they want to follow me personally, I'm on Instagram at TatCatActual. I'm also on Instagram on JustPews. It's at JustPews. And if you want to follow me elsewhere, just visit the website and i got all the social media links there absolutely uh and with that also uh there's a patreon account let me before we get started we do have a patreon everything that you guys give us it goes directly back into the podcast uh it goes to pay for publishing the podcast it goes for uh you know shot show is coming up mike you plan on going to shot show this year i'm probably not going to be able to make it i want to go but i also don't want to get shot show flu yeah well i'll i'll live with that but i am planning on going to shot show this year so uh you know that money helps us go to shot show and that is best way to give you guys uh what's going on you know with the new releases that's going on in shot show new products 
Uh, hopefully we can make some contacts, have some guests on as well. Also, if you have a guest in mind, reach out to us. Uh, you know, we had a, a ton of guests uh, going from 2019 going into 2020, uh, and all of those guests were listener recommended. So reach out to us, let us know that, you know who you want on the podcast. Also, uh, let us let them know and say, hey, I'd like to hear you on Two A Lifestyle. Also, uh, sponsors, if you have a small business and you're looking to get some advertising out, reach out to uh, either me or Mike. Uh, we can reach out and you know put you on the podcast. Uh, and as well, you know, I'm sure you have some stuff on the website that you um, advertise on with Mike, correct? Yeah, there's a few things I can advertise on the website. I'm actually working on uh, readjusting the posts page, so that way there's an entire block specifically for sponsors. Absolutely. So if you were looking for that, go ahead and reach out to us, and we would be happy uh, to partner with you as well. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast. All right, well, the first story in the main segment, obviously, is going to be about the shooting sports. Uh, we are humongous advocates of the shooting sports here on 2A Lifestyle, uh, and with that, we like to try and shine a light on them whenever we can. And the first article is going to come to us from Amaland, uh, and the title of it is Bushnell Shooter Casey Usibo, I'm assuming is how you say that last name, takes first place at 2021 Dragons Cup. Uh, the 2021 Dragons Cup was in the... Uh, the high overall title and first place in the open division. Uh, this took place. It actually doesn't say where it took place. Uh, so that's kind of odd. I don't know where the dragon cup was. Uh, Odessa, Texas. I see it in the, in the picture right there. Odessa, Texas. Uh, and he was using uh, the Bushnell first strike 2.0 reflex sight. So pretty interesting, cool stuff on that. Uh, and talking about the first strike 2.0, it says it's got a 50,000 hour battery life with a three MOA dot. It's a pretty good sized dot. I, I, I like the bigger dots overall. Yeah, cool. I do too. I actually just this last week and I zeroed in my MMP with the 507C and the Hollow Sun 509T on my Glock 45 that I got off of you. And let me tell you, and the two MOA dots nice, but the I think it's the 6.25 dot on the Trijicon RMR was a lot easier to pick up at least initially. Absolutely. Uh, going into another article coming to us from the firearm blog. I think this is interesting just because anytime a company is willing to uproot itself uh, to escape a less free state, not paying taxes to the governments that are imposing uh, gun restrictions and things of that nature, definitely want to advertise them and just kind of give a shout out to them. Uh, and Wiley X, Wiley X, if you're not familiar with it, is a pretty big brand in regards to iPro. Uh, they have moved their headquarters from California to Frisco, Texas. And boy, that's just something that you're constantly seeing. Uh, you know, it released a statement stating that it's planning on moving from Livermore, California to Frisco, Texas. Um, it's going to be manufacturing and distributing there as well uh, in the second quarter of 2022. Uh, and they are specifically announcing that the reason that they're leaving so, uh, with, you know, 
that uh, California spot is because of the fact that California's policies are, you know, not only just bad for guns, but also bad for business. And, you know, that is just something that's going to constantly we're going to see more and more of. Yeah, we will. And it's really good that these people are moving away. I just hope that they they leave their politics in the states that they're leaving. And that's something else. I'm telling you, me and my girlfriend were just talking about today. I can't remember where we were talking about how, uh, you know, People were leaving places, you know, and they're going to obviously they're going to Texas, Texas, a huge one. They're also going to places like Nashville, uh, going to places like, uh, you know, fucking North Carolina, some other hipster kind of places that are that are popping up in the South. But, you know, they're fucking, vo- you know, voting in these politicians that are the exact same of what they left. You know, they're bringing the same policies that are turning those great places into shitholes like they just left and it's something that just boggles my fucking mind i don't understand why people are that ignorant i i just i, it I don't know my mind too it's like you got a whole bunch of the california transplants in texas and they they move there and they make posts on social media going oh i moved because i hate the taxes and then immediately they just start voting in the same exact politics that raised the taxes it's like do you there's a cognitive dissonance and it seems like they aren't aware of it and if you try to bring it up with them, it's like, oh, well, we need to have this and this. It's like, well, you had that and that, and that's why the fuck you left. Well, and, and you know, Joe Rogan uh, said it because, you know, he's obviously a huge one that left California and went to Texas. Uh, you know, he said, you know, if you want to vote, you know, liberal on the local politics, that's fine. But leave the state politics kind of the way it was. But something that, you know, people need to understand as well in, in my mind is that the local politics, uh, they are like for, you know, representative democracy like you know the rhode island plan basically which is the house of representatives in every state and also nationally so you have you're gonna you have all these people moving into a more denser area so like austin for example austin is population is fucking booming uh and that's creating more representatives in the state legislature and in the u.s house of representatives for that area and you know they might think well we're just going to vote in a, a, you know liberal house of representative uh you know congressman whether it be state or national and you know eventually those numbers are going to rack up and that's going to create more liberal policies that are going to affect not only such things like taxes but it's also going to affect gun freedoms as well yeah if you like the state that you moved into keep voting for the people that if you have a friend that lived there prior and they know who to vote for because they're going to keep it the same, and it's how you like it. Vote for those people. Don't vote for the people that you voted for in your previous state. Keep them the fuck out of office. Yeah, if you want to vote for a liberal city councilman or a county commissioner, that's fine. But you know, especially when you start looking at the state politics and the yep. national politics, leave it the fucking same. Yep. Next article uh, comes from the Farms blog, and the title of it is "Remington President Says Remington Ammunition Is in Full Swing." Now, this is great stuff, just because you know we've covered here previously that Remington Ammunition uh, was part of Remington that went bankrupt. Uh, Remington Ammunition was purchased by. Uh, America's outdoor brand, and uh, I think that's what. Who, yeah, I think that's who it was. Uh, and they started back and you know opening the ammunition line again, which is great because I'm telling you something that I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more ammunition starting to come back on the market. You're seeing you know still raised prices, but not price gouging prices. Uh, and something else is that you're seeing is that all these ammunition manufacturers are also increasing their MSRP, you know, so that's going to obviously increase just the store price. Um, so hopefully with Remington coming back in, maybe that will, you know, supply will finally,
finally start to meet the demand. Uh, you know, it's something I'm hopeful for. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, certain people were saying we're not going to see ammunition get back to its normal self until like 2022, 2023 uh, is what some of the experts were saying. But I think with Remington opening back up and I'm starting to see the demand, you know, I'm not seeing fucking lines every Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday, which is when my local academy gets ammunition. And I'm not starting, you know, I'm not seeing lines anymore out the door waiting for them to open up. Uh, so I'm hoping that will start to kind of level itself off. What about you, Mike? What are you seeing there locally? Yeah, I'm not seeing, I don't, I honestly don't do a lot of ammo shopping locally. And that's just because I don't have something like Academy where I can get a couple of boxes cheap. Um, all my local shops, it's either they're only selling to people that are running guns or running lane time, or they have, you know, 50 rounds for 70 bucks. But what I am seeing online is just via traffic through like affiliate links, even at the price of it was selling at before because I and I feel dirty for doing it. I was able to sell a thousand rounds of nine millimeter for like nine hundred bucks. And you dirty son of a bitch. Oh, I know, but I've got bills to pay too. Um, but you know, I'd sell that and it'd sell out within a couple of minutes. Like True Shot Gun Club, they had thousand round allotments. I think it was for like eight fifty or eight ninety nine, and I sold ten of those within an hour or two. And now if I post a link, given I don't have the reach that I used to, no one's really even shopping at the at the heightened prices now. There's, it just seems like the scare is starting to go away. You know, and, and that's something else, too, because, you know, there are things that I would like to purchase with extra money. Um, and, you know, there's things that I'm doing now since, you know, I can't really purchase guns and ammo at reasonable prices. I've done a lot of fucking shit to my house. Uh, I'm doing some Nod shopping. I'm, I've got myself a new plate carrier and plates. Uh, you know, there's other things that are somewhat gun related, obviously, besides my fucking house, uh, that are gun related that I'm doing to that I'm spending that money I would normally spend on, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm going along with. Uh, but I have like fucking 700 or 800 rounds of Hydroshock hollow point 40 smith and wesson uh and you know i just got that from like years of, of being you know that was our my primary caliber working in, in police departments and uh so i just had a shit ton of it and i saw like what people were selling them for on gun broker and i was like shit man i need to pull my 40 smith and wesson out you know and and sell it because i only got one well i got two 40 smith and wessons one is for uspsa so that way i can shoot in major uh and then the other one uh is my old duty weapon that i bought so those are the, literally the only two 40 Smith and Wessons. I have everything else is nine to forty-five. But yeah, and I don't know if you noticed this in the Discord chat. You know, I'm doing some cleaning around in my gun room, and I found like a ton of just odd calibers, like twenty-five auto, thirty-two auto, uh, you know, two forty-three Winchester stuff I've never had. But you know, whenever I go to like a yard sale or stuff like that, uh, if I see just you know loose ammunition, if it's for cheap, I'll purchase it. You know, because a yeah. lot of times they're only selling it you know in, in a big lot. So like if I may want the nine millimeter that's in there, but I got to buy uh, the th- you know three fifty seven sig that goes with it and stuff like that. So I'm giving that out in some of the group chats that I'm a part of. So I'll be looking forward to hopefully giving those out. I already got the thirty out six, the thirty two auto, the twenty gauge and one other one other cal one other weird ass caliber i got claimed for in the group chats that i'm including your discord discord chat yeah. there and guys if you don't want to buy ammo or you don't have the money to go and get a uh, like a tactical course done or a self-defense course done get a medical course in if, if you're going to make holes you need to be able to close them so go and get a medical course get your carry medical put together and call it good absolutely and like i said there's other things besides guns that you can purchase 
uh, that is sort of gun related. Um, you know, something that uh, you can use to either better your equipment, you can better your training, you can better uh, your firearms themselves, uh, you know, maybe like a magwell or optic or, or, you know, there's numerous things. And speaking of that, let's go ahead. I just want to throw this one article in here. Uh, it's from Gat Daily. Uh, it's titled is Firearms Training at Home, the Top 5 Pieces of Gear that You Can Use to Train for Your Farm at Home uh, if, in case you still you know, aren't able to find, you know, ammunition in your area. Uh, the first one obviously is Mantis X. Uh, now I'm just going to be straight out for it. I tell every, anytime one of these products come up, I always mention it. Uh, if you want to call me uh, a simp for brands uh, or a sellout or whatever it may be, uh, it's going to be for Mantis X, Magpul, and, uh, fuck, I can't even think of it. What's the, um, real Avid, the, the gunsmithing tools, gun cleaning stuff. Cause I think they make the best stuff out there. Uh, Mantis X, obviously a huge one. We've actually had uh, the president for Mantis X on the podcast and talked about his product. Uh, laser dry firing cartridges. Uh, you can get those on Amazon for relatively cheap. Uh, you know, anytime uh, striker hits the primer, it turns on a laser to let you know where you're hitting, that kind of stuff. PTS barricade. Now, I actually haven't seen this. This is for training for cover. Uh, it could be done with walls inside your home. Uh, it puts a troop barricade uh, training uh, style in there. Uh, this is pretty interesting. It's made out of uh, corrugated. Corrig- Gated plastic barricade. Uh, that is interesting. Uh, it weighs just 2.7 pounds. Must be something good to take to the range. Yeah, it would be. as well. I tell you what, I'm gonna click on that, and we are going to talk about that shit late. Well, that's not it. I'm <laughs> sorry. This is this is shit good for radio. I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, just go up PTS barricade and click right there. You son of a bitch. Fucking <laughs> boomer. I'm telling you, man. Paste and search. There we go. All right. Going on to the next thing. Replica BB guns. Now, this is something, you know, BB guns, airsoft guns. This is making a huge thing. And it's something I've even looked, I'm starting to look into a little bit. Um, Honestly, it's it's so great because, like, I was actually talking in the Discord with one of the guys in there. Because he does, he uses BB guns for training. And then I have another friend that does BB guns for training. If you get the right size B8 target at about five yards, you can actually use, like, a CO2 gun that is a replica of your carry gun and you can try you can practice with b8 targets at it well basically in your house yeah the uh airsoft and and this mainly what i'm looking for as well is uh like airsoft courses like you know they have like old buildings or stuff like that where you can go in there uh practice like your room clearing uh you know team movement stuff like that that it's something that that's what i've been looking it's pretty cool yeah uh and then also uh tap rack dryer fire trainings and this is basically just um uh snap caps basically so and this is something you can actually if you actually have a 3d printer there are files for you how to make your own uh and that's something that's pretty cool it is just be careful i had uh i gotten some i really liked them but then something happened and two of them started just getting stuck in my chamber seriously yeah yeah they wouldn't extract at all interesting i have not heard of that yeah i got i I think I still have one of them that was doing that just so I can show people if they ask about it. Was it a certain brand? Uh, it was a house brand. Was it shop, really? Yeah. Huh. I've never heard of a snap cap getting stuck in there before. But now we just had uh, departmental training here, and we had a 
uh, uh, just a like a FMJ brass gets stuck in somebody's um, what you call it in their fucking uh, um, barrel, and it you know it was something that like I had to take the rear sight and put it on a picnic table and like use all my force to push down to get it in. It was it was uh, pretty it was a it was a big bitch honestly. I had to do that with my first PPQ, and that really showed me why metal sights on a stock gun are important. Yes, holy hell sh- yes. I basically sheared the site on my original PPQ trying to clear it. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, damn. Well, next article is coming to us from Gat Daily, and there's actually numerous articles in regards to this from our usual uh, news sources that we go to, like Land, Recoil, all this kind of stuff. But I felt like Gat Daily had uh, probably one of the best, kind of more concise uh, articles written about it. And the title of it is uh, Draft of ATF Ghost Gun Rules. Now, this has been reported uh, by some people, and actually the Reload.com uh got this originally and they posted a 107 page pdf uh is the current draft proposal for the ets response to biden's requirement that they do something about ghost guns uh and basically in short it appears uh that they're drastically expanding the definition of what a frame or receiver is uh by basically saying in 1968 guns kind of usually had one receiver so this whole notion that glocks and sigs and ars are working parts housed in two receivers uh is you know kind of causing the need for a redefinition um, and it's stating that any weapon including a starter gun which will or is designed to and be readily converted to expel a projectile uh, is now considered a firearm uh, and basically going on into pages five and six is saying that in their old firearm designs picking the receiver was easy but on new ones it's not um, and honestly literally what it's saying is that once it starts from a block of metal, that is what's considered the firearm, honestly. It says serial numbers required, uh, you know, and, oh, let me see where I can find it. Um, page 12 quotes the number of privately manufactured firearms that have been reported as being found in conjunction with crimes. It's saying it's close to 24,000. Um, I'm very interested in that. I don't, I, it seems to me that number's a little high. What about you, Mike? I, yeah, I think they're probably smudging the number a little bit to make it seem worse than it actually is. Because most of the guns that are being used in the crimes are mostly stolen. Yes, yes. And that's something that I wonder... Uh, you know, they're probably not counting that. And honestly, something that I'm curious about is if they're counting maybe cartel violence, because with the old Operation Fast and Furious, you know, if I remember correctly, some ghost guns were used in the Fast and the Furious to try and... um, Fast and the Furious, what that was, was the ATF basically went to, I think it was a dozen shops, and told them, hey, if, if these people come in, we want you selling them this gun, this gun, and this gun. Without a background check. Basically telling these gun shop shop owners to commit a felony. And they did it. And the idea was, oh, well, we'll be able to track them back to where they go. Well, it's kind of hard to do that unless you have a GPS tracker on them. Um, and from what I read, only they, they dished out like 2,000 or 2,200 firearms without a background check to felons. And other individuals that weren't supposed to be legally allowed to own them. And to date, they've only gotten around two to three hundred of them back after they've been used in the commission of a crime and one of them was actually a barrett 50 cal that el chapo had in one of his fucking uh hidey holes but i could have swore i thought there was also um some uh whatchamacallit some ghost guns in there as well i, I imagine they 
they might have done that, but if I remember correctly, their entire idea was we'll track it through the serial number, and I don't see how they track a quote-unquote ghost gun without a serial number on it. I got you. Yeah, it, it, it might have been something mis- misremembering on my my part. And my thing is, if they want to if they want to try reclassifying what part of a firearm is a firearm, okay, good. But in exchange, it's time that we start redefining the NFA because the Supreme Court basically made the common use clause and basically said, you know, if it's not in common use by the military, then it's not protected by the Second Amendment. Well, now the military is commonly using 11.5-inch M4s. They're commonly using automatics. They're commonly using suppressors. They're commonly using what's denoted as a short barrel shotgun now. So let's redefine that so that way it falls in line with the common use clause that SCOTUS made. And then we can redefine what part of a firearm is the firearm. Yeah, it's just a bunch of horse shit. You know, it's just more government activism, you know, having uh, a government agency rewrite congressional law. Yeah, it's kind of like what they're trying to do with D.C. and turning it into the 51st state. Yep. Well, going on into the next article comes to us from firearmsnews.com, and its title is Two Bills Introduced Regarding Suppressors, One to Outlaw, Another to Deregulate. Uh, And it obviously... Uh, the HERE Act uh, is what outlaw the importation, sale, manufacture, transfer, and possession of suppressors for anyone not military and law enforcement. Uh, and this was sponsored by uh, U.S. Representative Watson Coleman from New Jersey. Uh, and he's also in the Senate uh, being introduced by Senator Bob Menendez, also from New Jersey. So, shocker, we're going to be talking about New Jersey later. Uh, and then, of course, you know, they're introducing the, uh, what, what was that fucking? the what was that uh one fucking bill called where they're trying to uh enter you know take farms off nfa what was that called when republicans were in i can't remember what the fuck it was called oh i can't even remember what that was called that's been a while ago hasn't it yeah well that you know every now ever since the democrats took over and they knew that there was no real way for them to uh have it passed they've been entered the safe act whatever the fuck it was called uh anyway they, they reintroduced that again just a bunch of bullshit i don't see either one of these going uh you know just more shit that's going against um the the second amendment so next article comes to us from Amaland, and this is title is Kansas Governor Laura Kelly vetoes a pair of pro-gun measures. Uh, now this is interesting because uh, the House Bill 2058, which was passed by the uh, the legislature there, uh, it would recognize all out-of-state concealed carry permits. Uh, it would allow individuals 18 to 20 age to apply for a Kansas concealed carry permit. Uh, it authorized the Attorney General to issue an alternative license to carry a concealed handgun to qualified applicants during a declared state of emergency and creates a restoration of rights process for individuals to reestablish the Second Amendment right to possess a firearm upon expungement of certain convictions. So uh, there was also a substitute House Bill 2089, uh, which states the Board of Education to establish a grade-appropriate curricula to teach firearm safety to K-12 through statements based on NRA's Eddie the Eagle Gun Safe Program. So these are two bills that she has overridden, uh, and I, I don't know what the, to think about this unless there was some bullshit in there. Uh, you know, just recently, Alabama passed a lifetime, you know, they didn't pass the constitutional carry, but what they did pass was a lifetime concealed carry permit bill, uh, which was $300 for a lifetime concealed carry permit. But here's the bullshit uh, where the state would keep 20% of the pistol permit money, whereas before all pistol permit monies were kept at the county level uh, in the sheriff, you know, the local sheriff's office. So it's just, you know, it's a, a grab by the state for money 
in regards to this. But you know, yeah, I thought here in Indiana, it's, it, I don't know if it's passed. I haven't been watching it closely, but one of the solutions to Lizzie Brown and the other Republican that blocked constitutional carry was basically making the lifetime permits free. I don't know if it's passed, but everyone's saying that it would go into effect in 2022. Um, but instead of the state collecting money, it's just they're waiving the state fee, but you'd still have to pay the county and the fingerprint fee, which is kind of nice, I guess. I think it's only 20 bucks. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's all a bunch of bullshit. And I thought Kansas was a pretty conservative state, so I don't understand what's going on with this. Uh, it doesn't, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's Democrat or Republican, honestly, but they don't mention her party in this bill or in this article, I should say. Uh, so obviously the Kansas legislature has the authority to override uh, the governor there's veto. So if you live in Kansas, I highly recommend that you go ahead and attempt to try and contact your legislature and your senator and have them vote to override this veto. All right, uh, next article is coming to us from Emma Land, uh, and the title of it is Delaware Mag Ban Committee Hearing Next Week. So on April 27th, the House Judiciary Committee is hearing a Senate Bill 6 to ban magazines over an arbitrary capacity, you know, Fucking the language there. Bullshit. Uh, so the Senate Bill 6 uh, bans possessing magazines in, with a capacity greater than 17 rounds of ammunition. Uh, there's also another bill, Senate Bill 3, requires prospective purchasers or, or recipient, recipients of a handgun to first have a handgun qualified purchase. So basically the New Jersey version, uh, or sorry, Delaware version of a FOID card. Uh, just more, more bullshit, I'm telling you. And something... This Card. Something that I thought was interesting is that, you know, uh, it came out recently that the uh, Colorado Springs mass killer uh, had high, you know, quote unquote from the news media, high capacity magazines. Uh, but am I incorrect in remembering that Colorado passed their own magazine ban limits after the Aurora, Colorado shooting? So you are not incorrect. So how is that possible? You know, it's I like gun know. control I mean, doesn't work. Oh well, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the FedEx shooting in Indianapolis. It's like okay, sure, it's not against the law to break a gun-free zone, but FedEx is a gun-free employer. They do not allow firearms on the premises. But someone brought a firearm onto the premises, and all the employees that didn't want to lose their jobs weren't carrying a firearm, so they were sitting ducks. It's just a 31, it's basically a test. It's a 31-year test that shows gun-free zones don't work. And courthouses are another prime example. There's shootings in courthouses all the time. Damn right there are. And even if there is some security up at the front, shit still can get through, through emergency exits, windows, whatever it may be. Uh, and but just like I'm sure... There's like an in Michigan where uh, the guy that was being convicted, I think it was for felony battery, he just grabbed the gun off of a cop's belt and started shooting people. Well, and just like I'm sure in FedEx and Indianapolis, you know, with all the larger industrial, uh, you know, zones here uh, and in those big buildings, those warehouses, they have a security guard up front that's supposed to check for employee ID and, and all that other kind of stuff. So there's security there. But the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun right there, not uh, five or ten minutes away, uh, whether it be law enforcement or some old retired fuck or, you know, sitting at the, the gatehouse, you know, 
in a golf cart. Yep, yep. Here is a great news article that gives us some hope. Uh, it comes to us from Amaland, and its title is VCDL, which is the Virginia Citizens Defense League, GOA, Gun Owners of America, GOF, Gun Owners Foundation, and U.S. Law Shield team up to fight Winchester City's gun ban. Uh, now, this is Winchester City, Virginia. Uh, they have obviously have a absolute gun ban there uh, says that their crown jewel is assault weapons bans and ghost weapons bans. Uh, and the all those organizations right there are teaming up to uh, try and take that to, you know, the higher courts in Virginia, hopefully making it to the Supreme Court. Now, I will say this, and I didn't find this news article, but I do know this off the top of my head. Uh, the Supreme Court recently... Uh, denied hearing two cases where it was uh, nonviolent felons uh, prohibition from owning firearms. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, because everybody, personally, even myself, I think that the current makeup of the Supreme Court is pro 2A fan friendly, which is fucking bonkers to say, because if you're a judge and you're following the Constitution, you should be pro 2A because that is in the fucking Constitution. But, uh, they had denied to hear two cases. Now, I don't know, like with anything, and hearing this from, uh, you know, firearms, you know, attorneys, firearms rights attorneys, the Supreme Court likes to have the picture-perfect case. So that way there is no denying whatsoever. Uh, now, you know, and this is something, you know, the Supreme Court doesn't like to get involved if it's really going to affect, like, bumfuck Egypt, Alabama. You know, they, they like to get something that is more of kind of a national... Uh, national court case that would affect other jurisdictions as well. So maybe that that was the case. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, this is good stuff right here. You know, something interesting I'm not seeing here, uh, Mike, is I'm not seeing the NRA and I'm not seeing FPC or FPF. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. I'm I'm kind of surprised not to see Firearms Policy Coalition on this. I'm you not know, surprised that the NRA isn't because they kind of have their hands busy right now with New York. Oh man, that's that's a whole that's something I, I've been seeing kind of every day, and and uh, you know some mutual friends and some other friends that I have that used to be employees with the NRA that are still uh, you know activists in the farms community, but they're keeping very close eye and kind of seeing their reactions on it because they're keeping a lot more interest in it than I am. You know, they're actually fucking watching and listening to the uh, testimony uh, in the bankruptcy court in New York and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, that's, it's been interesting because uh, one of our mutual friends, Robert Butler from Canaz Tactical, I think I'm saying that right. Um, I guess Colorado requires you to have a uh, one of the, not, I think it's what would be considered license, but basically that you're qualified to teach pistol training through the NRA in order to have, uh, I think it's to be considered a firearms trainer in Colorado, something along those lines. And seeing that he's, Right now, he's setting up to be able to set himself up to where he doesn't have to shut his doors down if the NRA just goes bye-bye. Yeah, it's great. And, and unfortunately, that's a place in a lot of, of different other areas just besides Colorado, just because the NRA for years has been the standard for training certification. But unfortunately, yeah. if the NRA goes away, you know, those certif you know certificates they're only good for so long. So if, you know, the NRA goes away and your certificate goes away, what's going to happen? Hopefully by then uh, your local government will get their head out of their ass and maybe have some different approved curriculum that they can say. Um, and, and honestly, you know, out of these other major organizations, you know, the Gun Owners of America, uh, you know, FPC, um, Second Amendment organizations, stuff like that, 
They do not have a training division like the NRA has. They don't. And that's, I mean, that's something I've been a big advocate of is we, we don't need, we don't need one organization that's trying to do the training and also trying to go after unconstitutional laws. What we need is one or two organizations that are nationwide that are focused specifically on firearms education and training. And then we need to have a couple that are specifically focused towards firearm legislation. So that way there's, if one goes down, we still have the other. Well, and that is the case with the NRA because there's the NRA, which is uh, the training and, and everything else part, but there's also the NRA ILC, the Institute for Legislative, you know, whatever the fuck it's called. And that's considered a different organization. Uh, it's just done under, you know, with the NRA uh, name to it. So, uh, but, you know, obviously, if, if you've been listening to this to any point, uh, and if not, please go back and listen into old previous episodes in regards to the NRA, and you'll see that Wayne LaPierre is the one who has royally fucked the NRA. So, fuck Wayne LaPierre, fuck Willis Lee, fuck. Marion Hammer, all them bitches. Yeah, I hate Willis Lee especially. Dude's a fucking dick and he's rude as hell. And I hate rude people. He is a dick without saying he... Well, no, I take that back. He is a dick, but he is a dick into where he thinks he's being a dick, but he's really just annoying. Like, it's not even dickish, if that makes sense. He's just a... He's a bad example of a boomer. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, going on to the next article from Ameland. Uh, title of it is uh, Striking the Balance, Minimi- Minimizing Your Risk When Defending Your Rights. And I thought this was interesting just because, uh, you know, you and I, we've tried to get some some local state uh, Second Amendment advocates on the show, but haven't been able to do so yet. And hopefully we can do that later. Um, but this is just an interesting article. I'm not going to go into it uh, a whole lot. Uh, there is some key points in there from uh, different um, people. One's a former Norfolk PD officer. Uh, and some other people, uh, you know, if you want to advocate for the Second Amendment, but obviously if you're in a position uh, to where if you, you know, are a Second Amendment advocate, you can have social and professional repercussions because of the way you feel. Uh, I definitely I definitely suggest you go read this article. Uh, and Mike is going to take uh, links from all of these articles that we were talking about here, and he's going to put them on just pews. So that way, if you would like to do a little more research in regards to these articles, you can. Uh, yeah, so and if with you're having, and if you're having problems trying to find the two a lifestyle podcaster or trying to send it to a friend, um, on the website, what we're going to do is under two a lifestyles about, you're going to be able to find all of his recent articles. And most of those are going to be the new podcasts and they're going to be embedded. So what you can do is you can open your browser on your phone, Press play and you should be able to lock your screen and listen to it. And below that is going to be all the links to all of these articles. Uh, so that way, like Nick said, if you're wanting to learn more about them, you can find them. Absolutely. Uh, and this is something that I thought was absolutely fucking hilarious. So uh, it is from Emma Land and the title of it is New York silencer case tossed because item was a solvent trap. So on 7th, uh, January 7th, 2020, uh, John Andrews, he was the target of a controlled delivery. Now, let me tell you what a controlled delivery is. So say, for example, um, and this happens a lot, uh, especially with, you know, the dark web getting more and more popular. You know, I scroll through TikTok to look for funny shit uh, and also conspiracy stuff because I am just thoroughly fucking entertained by conspiracies. Um, and uh, so more and more like through FedEx, UPS or USPS 
uh, you can, you know, sometimes things are, you know, boxes are broken or sometimes randomly uh, they can have, you know, if a box smells like weed, uh, they can call the police in there and the police can have a canine search anyway. So if they find something illegal in these delivery boxes, what they can do is they law enforcement can go ahead and deliver the item to you uh, and just by accepting the package uh, constitutes a search warrant. So what they did is they did a controlled delivery and uh, it was a solvent trap from like wish.com or or whatever the fuck. Uh, So agencies present at the controlled delivery uh, and warrant was out of West Seneca police, uh, along with agents of Homeland Security, ATF Customs, and postal inspectors. Uh, he had several farms and farms parts. They were all legally obtained, and they were legally uh, in possession. Uh, but he was indicted on six felony charges for accepting them. So uh, what happened was is the DA's office tells us the search warrant was executed on February 11, two, uh, 2021, uh, and the uh, basically the case was thrown out because uh it was you know very different it was advertised as a um as a uh, solvent trap uh and also it was argued that he could still form one it uh which basically what a form one is you can legally turn you know a solvent trap into a silencer so basically they just fucking went into this guy's house like the same day he signed for the packet uh and so the case was thrown out against him uh and i think this is very good stuff for him i think it's it's cool stuff you know obviously i would not recommend you get a solvent trap uh, if you do, you better have a fucking Form 1 sitting right underneath it. So that way, if anybody comes busting into your house, uh, you can show intent that you're planning on Form 1-ing it. Uh, so that kind of stuff. I wouldn't even put this bitch together. Uh, because, you know, this is possible. that This could happen to anybody. Which, speaking of all of this, I do want to do a quick shout-out. We aren't... We aren't affiliated with, but TRX Arms posted the other day a picture from a year ago or a couple of years ago where he was carrying his firearm in California so that way he could protect his employees if something happened. And the entire point of him making that post was basically non-compliance with these laws. Legally, not going to tell you not to comply. But it's really cool seeing someone who constantly talks about non-compliance and how that's one of the best ways we're going to get these laws withdrawn actually putting his money where his mouth is and going forth and non-complying even in a state like California. You know, I, I personally never met Luke. So, but everything that I hear about his personal life, I just don't like him whatsoever. But for his gun stuff, it seems like he's cool. If that makes sense. You know, it didn't yeah, seem like, I don't know the guy personally, but I, it was still cool seeing that, seeing someone that actually says, hey, don't comply, and they aren't complying, and they aren't hiding it. I know exactly what you mean. I saw the same thing, but I was just like, yeah. you know, I fucking hate him, but he, that's cool. Yeah. It, it's kind of like LeBron James. LeBron James, I fucking hate him, but, you know, every now and then you'll see, like, uh, LeBron James, like, fucking bought an uh, orphanage that's going out of business, and he got everybody, like, PS4s or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know, he's a piece of shit, but he does good shit. It's kind of like the saying, every broken clock is right at least twice a day unless it's a 24-hour clock in which case it's only once a day all my clocks are so i'm, I'm it's only once a day for you yep um 
Anyway, next article is from Emiland, uh, FPC Files, Opening Brief and Challenge to Maryland's Assault Weapons Ban. Uh, and this is interesting. This is uh, Bianchi v. Frosch, uh, which is a federal lawsuit challenging Maryland's ban on common semi-automatic firearms. It classifies as an assault weapons ban. Uh, and this is, you know, obviously kind of going along with the Colby v. Hogan, which is a 2017 case. Uh, which the Fourth Circuit ruled, and the SCOTUS uh, denied hearing it as well. So I'm telling you, like, FPC, they do have a and that's maybe why they weren't on that case previously. They have a lot of shit going on. They got a uh, challenge to Pennsylvania's laws uh, denying the right to carry on individuals who are previously granted relief of nonviolent convictions. Um California's ban on assault weapons, Maryland's ban on handgun carry, New Jersey's ban on handgun carry, New York City's ban on handgun carry, Pennsylvania's ban on handgun carry by adults under 21, uh, California's handgun roster, microstamping, all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff. And they have their hands in a lot of pots right now. They do. And, you know, like, there's only, like, six or seven fucking people that work there, pretty much. Uh, I'm probably underestimating just by a little, but it's a whole lot less than other organizations, and they do a lot. Oh, yeah, they do a shit ton. Absolutely. Uh, next article from Amland as well. Uh, title of it is West Virginia Governor Justice Signs Bill to Protect 2A Rights in Emergencies. Uh, and this was Senate Bill 458, and it prohibits the state government officials and agencies, local governments, from restricting lawful carrying, sale, or use of firearms and ammunition during states of emergency, uh, as well as preventing them from closing gun stores and shooting ranges unless the restriction applies equally to all businesses. So this is good news. Obviously, uh, you know, it kind of harkens back to, uh, uh, was it fucking Katrina when the local governments uh, banned you know, farms ownership at the time. Uh, and then also during this uh, pandemic uh, that we just went through where a lot of farm stores were closed because they were considered non-essential businesses. Yeah. That's where I'm happy that I lived in Indiana because Indiana has basically built into the state constitution that no matter what's going on, even if it's a state of emergency, firearm businesses will basically the firearms are going to be firearm businesses are going to be considered essential because government officials not restrict or prohibit the second amendment in the state of Indiana. Cool. And this is an interesting story that I wanted to toss in here. It's from Amaland. Uh, Biden knows keeps growing as Washington Post gives two Pinocchios on guns. Uh, so basically, the Washington Post is even calling out some of the bullshit that Biden has said in regards to his gun control uh, plans that he has. Uh, in, in regards... News outlets are doing that. Oh, it's it's crazy, man. And this is Jeff Bezos, man. Jeff Bezos owns the fucking Washington Post. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the two statements that they are giving him Pinocchios on is uh, something he made, uh, a statement on April 16th, where he said, the folks who own weapons, the folks who own guns, they support universal background checks. The majority of them think we should not be selling assault weapons, which they gave a Pinocchio, which was a false. Uh, and then according also... Uh, to a, another one. I can't seem to find it. You know, I like Emiland, but I don't like how it's just like this little bitty narrow. It's like less than a third of the screen, and that's all they fit their stuff on. I, I just don't like the 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 layout of it. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. The Washington Post did that. Yeah, I I found that real interesting because I remember seeing 
I think CNN even had an article calling yeah. it out on, on the bullshit. It's like, okay, look, the, the Biden-Harris administration is at what? 50% approval. And they were pushed for really hard by these media outlets. And here the media outlets are basically saying, hey, guys, guys, you, you need to tone it back because you're making no sense. And none of this is the case. So why are you saying? Absolutely. Uh, and this next article I thought was really interesting. And I wanted to put it out here because, uh, you know, I personally think marijuana should be legalized across the board, not just medically, just recreational use. Um, and the title of it is Marijuana Use Prohibited Persons and Explosives ATF Comments. So basically what happened is, is some fucking idiots wrote a ton of letters to the ATF wanting to know about the uh, applicability to firearms explosives laws federally uh, in regards to marijuana use for medicinal and recreational purposes. Well, the ATF has come out to release a comment that says, you know, fuck no, it is still a can schedule one controlled substance under the federal government. So therefore, if you use it, whether it be medically or recreationally, you are not allowed to have either explosives or firearms period uh and i have a I, you know i would say if it was maybe uh a more conservative president they'd probably because you you see whenever a uh agency makes these kind of comments that they start to do things to where uh they try and, and make examples so you know i could see maybe the atf maybe try to start making an example by just cross-referencing um especially where there's you know handgun registries and, and firearms registries and all that kind of stuff burst you know in in cross-references yeah. to medical marijuana uh licenses and that's one of the things like there's a lot of things i hate about indiana's legislatures and and i i really hate our governor but the one thing that i really was kind of appreciative of and also not appreciative of is the fact that the reason they didn't want to legalize marijuana was because they didn't want to see gun owners in indiana being fucked by the atf when they get if the atf ever does a warrant or busts in a door and there's weed on the table right next to the gun and the gun owner just thought Oh well, it's gonna. It's okay because it's legal in my state, and there's a lot of people that think that's the case. Absolutely, and you see it all the time uh, in regards to uh, Facebook pages where, it, like, you know, it's people that live uh, or not live, but work at gun ranges or gun shops, uh, and you know, it's legal in their state, but they have people coming in just reeking a weed, uh, and you know, they deny them the sale because they don't. They don't know if that's somebody, you know, that's a, a plant or whatever, you know. You, and I understand you might have your, your own personal views, but if you own that gun store, you don't want to lose your livelihood because that is what's paying, you know, your monthly bills. You know, I, I understand. Yeah, that. And that, the one thing that I always tell them is, look, CBD, if CBD is legal in your state, CBD isn't federally prohibited to smoke. If CBD is legal, the smokable CBD is legal in your state and they come in sm reeking like marijuana, just assume that they're smoking CBD because technically you aren't breaking the law by giving them or selling them a firearm. Yeah. Because you don't know which one they're smoking. There's no way that they can really say oh, well, you already knew that they were smoking marijuana. Well, no, I no, you didn't. You thought they were smoking CBD because you get headaches every now and again and you smoke CBD too to relieve them, and it's federally legal. Yeah. The next article is also from Emiland. I tell you, it's very Emiland-heavy uh, news today, but Emiland uh, article states, Louisiana Senate Committee passes constitutional carry legislation, uh, and basically it's Senate Bill 118 for constitutional carry and is now going to the Senate floor for further consideration. So if you live in Louisiana, highly recommend that you contact your local representatives in regards to that. Next article 
article is from Recoil, and I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, and its title is Gun Mag Warehouse Opens Training Division. Now, we were just talking about training earlier, uh, and I understand maybe you don't have that. That's prevented me a lot this year from doing some training classes. It's because there's just no ammo available to uh, purchase, you know, for a training yeah. class. So, I'm right there with you. It's like when I was going to zero these guns, literally, I have. I have maybe a thousand rounds of nine millimeter left over. It's like, I really can't just shoot a hundred rounds through both of them today. One, cause it's raining and it's fucking cold. But two, if I end up taking a course and I find one close by, that's relatively cheap. I need to be able to conserve that ammo. So that way I can go and take it. Cause I'm not spending 80 cents a round. Yeah. It's wild, man. So with that, that is going to end the main segment. Do you have any uh, news articles that you want to talk about, Mike? That's all I got. Yeah, actually there's one that I wanted to mention. Um, someone actually asked, and you're going to get a kick out of this. I think you posted it on the 2A Lifestyle Facebook page, and I shared it on the Just Pews. Um, someone actually asked the ATF if it was all right to put a pocket uh, pussy. Dildo, yep. Yeah, pocket pussy into Push light, a, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yep. Whatever you want to call it into the uh, little opening on the pistol brace for an AR-15, and to be able to insert one's genitals into said flashlight and shoot the firearm and whether or not that would be legal and the atf basically came back and said we respectfully don't want to uh, comment on this so technically speaking if you want to fill the hole get a flashlight puts a whole new meaning to bump stock oh yeah i'm gonna be bumping my stock all night <laughs> exactly all right with that let's go ahead and, and end the main segment and start getting on to the gun gear news and reviews Leave me out of comments, leave me out of nonsense, speaking out of context, people need some content, niggas trying to keep up, shit is not a contest, whipping bands concept, heaven sent, God sent, at least that's what my mom says, proof is in the progress, money's not an object, busy than a motherfucker, you know how my job gets. Alright, you know? with that, Mike, do you have anything that you want to talk about in this segment? Uh, gun gear news and reviews, honestly, yeah, actually I do, I got a Masterminds Tactics belt recently, it's the Specialist Pro, I got the... Nice. Yeah, I got the limited edition multicam just a heads up for everyone i believe the website says go ahead and order your pant your order up two sizes from your pant size which is what you should be doing for your pants if you're carrying a firearm and the waistband i did that it's actually kind of a little small so if you're ordering a belt from them it, like for me i wear a 38 so if you normally wear a 38 belt go ahead and go two sizes bigger than that okay uh, other than that i don't have actually yeah i do i have another one i'm sorry i'm kind of rattlebrained right now absolutely um, go ahead cnh precision i'm i'm formally calling them out on this podcast um i ordered a plate for my smith and wesson mmp a couple months ago and when it got to me i went to go put it on with my holoson 507c and i put this into the review basically the diameter of the heads of the screws was so big that it ended up scraping the interior paint on the optic and Damn. it didn't see yeah it didn't seat fully so i got a hold of them they're like yeah well we're going to be getting new screws to address that issue okay so right there there's an issue you knew it was an issue and that it was that the diameter of the heads on these screws was too big for the optics and you sent them anyway there's point problem number one problem number two they told me to email buck at chwps 
at yeah at chwps.com so i emailed him i never got a response back messaged him a co- about a week later saying hey i haven't heard from him yet can you have him check a spam folder for an email for my email address they never responded back to him so then i messaged them again a couple days later on instagram and they're like yeah we got him in thursday or friday go ahead and email buck so i emailed buck didn't hear a response within three days then i put an email out to him again with my invoice number this time in the uh letterhead and he didn't respond but i got a package i got a notification from them saying that a package was going to be shipped and it was labeled warranty screws and I, I specifically told buck i was like hey look and this was for last week and i was like i'm really wanting to get out and zero the optic um or not this weekend but the weekend before so i'm really wanting to go out and zero the optic but these screw heads are too big and i I don't know if it's fully seated or threaded properly into the uh, slide, right? So I get the notification that they're being shipped. I thought they were being shipped. They're still sitting there. They have not been picked up by USPS. And it's been two weeks now. Jesus, have you called them since then? Their phone number, does, no one picks up on the phone number. And that's that's the weird thing. Like, there's a phone number on Google. I'll call it, and it goes to voicemail. But if they give, there's another phone number that they give you an email. If you call it, someone usually picks up, um... But yeah, I'm wanting I'm wanting to formally call them out. I still have to send an email saying, "Hey, why haven't they Why haven't they been taken to the uh, USPS yet to be shipped?" Because USPS is saying that the label was printed, but it's not been delivered to the uh, store. So what I ended up what I ended up having to do this weekend was I had to take a grinder to the screws so that way I could get the diameter small enough to fit onto the optics so that way I could actually zero it. Where's CH Precision out of? I believe Georgia. That's Okay, that's different. Well, yeah, so it's been like, I think it's been two weeks now, or Friday, you know, yeah, Friday would have been a week, over a week since the label was printed. And I know USPS is slow, but I got my optics plate from them when I ordered it within four or five days. Well, you know, you can blame it on USPS, but they should at least answer their phones. Or, or have even, like a voicemail yeah. or something. But I mean, that's, I think that's my biggest point of contention here. Buck's on Instagram Live all the time, but he can't read respond to an email about an issue with his plates or more specifically the screws that are being sent with them. And, the, and the, if they knew people, that there was something wrong with the screws being sent with them, they should have had that as disclaimer. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like they acknowledge that, that they knew it was an issue by saying, yeah, we have new screws ordered for it. So you're acknowledging the issue, but you're still sending them out and you aren't telling anyone about it. Yeah. And that really infuriates me because there you have all these, these, for lack of better terms, influencers that are very pro CNH precision because they make literally the only good plates for the MOS systems that are out there. But then they are, they're non-responsive to customer complaints. It seems, at least that's been my experience, and they have known issues with something, and then they don't address them. They just continue to send out the product. Mm. Yeah, I just looked. They're just outside of Savannah, Georgia. I'm kind of surprised. You know, I was thinking, and I'm not trying to say, you know, make excuses or anything, because, I mean, I've heard nothing but good thing about CNH. Um, yeah, me too. This is the first, first negative experience I've heard, uh, you know, but like I was thinking maybe if it was in a place where, you know, some some fucking crazy places are starting another round of lockdowns because of the pan, you know the pandemic and shit like that. So, uh, but nah, Georgia's fucking full swing, man. Well, yeah, and that's the, the other thing is um, because I posted about this in one of the Smith and Wesson groups on Facebook. Lo and behold, there's three guys that actually commented saying, "Yeah, that that was an issue." So I went ahead and got my own screws. It's like, okay, I'm not the best with this type of stuff. I'm not the best at knowing what lengths I need. So I didn't want to go and buy screws that were too long and then fuck something up. Yeah, I still haven't gotten. You remember the the issue I had with my 48 M- M- or 43X MOS? 
yeah. in regards to the screws messing up the in- innards a little bit, I still yeah. have to place them fucking screws. <laughs> yeah, my fucking 43X MOS has just been sitting uh, on my fucking, you know, EDC tray, and I, I haven't fixed the screws in it yet, so. Hell no, I'm I'm actually carrying the MMP right now. I got it zeroed, and the screws fit properly after I grinded them, so that's great. That's cool, man. And I, I fucking love my MMP, man. I still need to get the i think it's apex has where it changes the trigger to a glock style because that's the only thing i hate about the mmp is that that weird extra hook yeah it's really weird going like because last night i was doing a lot of dry fire with my mmp and with my glock so i'd be able to carry either of them if i needed to and it was so weird with the glock i wasn't having any shift on the dot or in the sights when i was doing dry fire but then with the mmp i was like i had to be very specific with where i placed my finger on the trigger in order to get yeah, it was it, the hinge trigger is really an issue. It needs to go away, and I'm happy they actually addressed that with the uh, Shield Plus. Yeah, but they need to just go ahead and, and, like you said, just do away with it. Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically already copying Glock entirely. Just go ahead and copy the, this trigger too, because that's what everyone likes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I got some news articles. Uh, f- this first one is from the Firearms Blog, and Bagheera has come out with a new competition rifle that they are claiming uh, is the highest and most accurate. It's the highest performing and most accurate production class PRS rifle that exists. I think Steyer would like to uh, call them out with the mono rifle or mono block or whatever the fuck they called that rifle from a couple of years ago. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's called the Premier Competition Rifle. Uh, and this thing looks pretty badass, man. It looks like it's got some very tight clearances. Uh, it is 12.7 pounds. Overall length is 46. Barrel is 26 inches. Uh, it's got a barrel taper, uh, number 7. Uh, it's threaded. 10-round mag provided. Um, comes in graphite black Cerakote finish. It's got an MPA comp chassis, and also it the scope it fits uh, Remington 700 bases, which there's a ton of out there, uh, and it's advi- uh, it's pro- you can get it either in 6.5 or 6 Creed. I'm actually kind of happy to hear that they're using like a standardized mount. That trigger, man, it, it it's got trigger tech, frictionless release technology. That trigger is pretty cool, man. Are you seeing it in the the screen share? Unfortunately, my phone. Because uh, I apologize if I sound different, everyone. I'm actually mobile and I'm on my phone right now doing this. Um, but for some reason, my phone actually kicked the video off. Well, damn. I wish you could see it. It is a <laughs> flat trigger, um, which uh, my buddy uh, Ash has from Quantified Performance. Uh, he made a very, uh, very good statement in regards to triggers uh you know i like flat triggers for pistols but for rifles uh, i like the curved trigger just because that's just kind of natural for for your finger um but it's got a flat trigger but it's a very skinny thin trigger uh very skinny thin flat trigger that but actually it's, sounds kind of nice it looks it looks aesthetically pleasing but i i wonder how it would work anyway uh these rifles are guaranteed to produce a group of one moa or less at 100 yards it better uh, with factory degree ammunition, and the price of it is $2,500 MSRP. Yeah, for $2,500, it better be making a one-inch group at 100 yards. And for MSRP, man, uh, for entrance level, for you know production on PRS, that's kind of uh, high as well. So uh, it's got a lot, a lot of claims that it better back up. Oh, yeah, especially considering there's a whole bunch of ARs out there that are basically guaranteeing you a one-inch one group at 100 yards. I know that. That's just, you know, I don't know. That's kind of a bullshit claim nowadays. Uh, you know, the only thing, 
I don't know, I shouldn't say it like this, but most good brands should give you a one MOA at 100 yards for rifle. Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. And it's kind of like, uh, I've been talking with some long-range shooters lately, and they've all basically said the same thing. If you're wanting precision, precision out to 800 to 1,000 yards, you're going to still want a bolt action. But if you're just going for getting like center mass shots, you might as well just get like a 308 AR-10. Yeah. Next comes to us from Gat Daily. And I thought this was interesting. We've got a couple things actually in here for the ladies. Uh, the first one is Vertex Women's Lifestyle Collection. So Vertex is coming out with a brand of women's clothing. Uh, you got the Burel stretch pants, the Kersher Ops pants, which is kind of like the uh, tactical jeans, I guess you could say. Uh, you got a hard shell jacket and a pack. Speaking of jeans, I have their Defiance jeans, and those have actually been the most comfortable jeans that I've ever worn. And the best part is I can wear them for like four or five days if I need to, and they don't stretch like other jean materials. You know, I got a, uh, I got LA Police gear, I got 511, and I got Condor. And I did a, a comparison a while back. And honestly, um, the 511s were nice, but the LA Police gear jeans are just exactly the same. And I actually, for comfort-wise, like the Condor the best, but they fit kind of like skinny jeans almost. But they had the most stretchability. Uh, you know, they were able to, you know, handle the movement a lot better. Yeah, and I mean, as far as the LA Police gear ones go, the only issue that I had with thinking about getting a pair of those is the fact that they have a giant billboard on their back that says LA Police gear. It's like, I, I'm wearing jeans, I'm trying trying to be discreet i'm not trying to show everyone that i'm wearing tactical pants well and you know i never tuck in my shirt so you know if i'm wearing some jeans that's fine with me it's my shirt cover my shirt tail covers it that's yeah, fair next article is from the farms blog and christian arms introduces their modern precision pistol now this is a bolt action persist uh a bolt action pistol that either comes in 300 blackout, 223, 6.5 Creedmoor, 308. And the barrel lengths range from 7.5 inches to 12.5. Uh, it also comes with a folding stock or a folding pistol brace, I should say. Mm. I, you know, Is I, that a bolt action? Did you say bolt action with a pistol brace? Yes. Oh, my God. What has the world come to? You know, These are the end of days. I, I thought about this at first. I thought it was stupid, but then I started thinking about applications. You know, its weight is ranging from 4.4 to 4 uh, to 5.8. Uh, if you are a, like, hiker, you know, like, some people uh, like to hunt and hike, you know, and, and go out and do that kind of stuff. Uh, especially like here where there's not a whole lot of, of range you could shoot. You know, your furthest shot that you're going to take here in Alabama may be 100 yards. Um, so like east of the Rockies, I could see this being useful. Uh, but like, you know, anywhere in the plains or, you know, where, where there's flat surfaces where you can take those three to four to 500 round, you know, yard shots. This is just bonkers, but I, yeah, I see I an application guess, for it. But for twenty two ninety five MSRP, I guess I could see another application is is the fact that it's technically a pistol. It would fall under a concealed carry permit, which means they could carry it loaded if they wanted to. But so, depending on state laws. But for $2,300, I don't see that. No, no. I mean, there's better options for $2,300. Absolutely. Uh, and Heat Sink, this comes from the Firearms Block. Heat Sink hearing protection covers from Noise Fighters. This is a huge thing to me because uh, I just, you know, it, I did range day qualifications uh, not too long, you know, just this past week, actually. Um, 
which I got a funny story to tell you. I'll mention it after this. But uh, I wore my Peltors the whole time I was out there. And even though it was a relatively cool day for Alabama, it was like the mid-70s. But just there was absolutely no cloud cover. So it was just all sun. You know, like in between firing lines, I had to take them off just because it was so fucking hot. My ears, my ears, like I'm a, a weird little bitch like that. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you flick people's ears. And then your ears would get hot. I fucking couldn't stand it. So what you're saying is instead of hot hands, you have hot ears. Seriously, I I could not fucking stand it, man. If my ears get hot, like doing this podcast, man, like I I wear headphones so that way I can kind of hear what's going on between the the noise and everything between you and me uh, and stuff like that. And if there's ambient noise being picked up, but I, you know, my ears get hot. So every now and then, like I'll lift one up so that way I can cool off my ears. Uh, And I'm a weird, it's, it's a weird thing for me. Uh, But these, are supposedly going to keep your ears more cool and uh i don't know it's pretty interesting the msrp of it is though is fucking 75 dollars yeah that's that's a little pricey there is a discount program for leo and mill uh so did you know mm. discount programs did you know benchmade actually has like an influencer program yes a lot of a lot of brands see i didn't i just saw it on like benchmade's really public about it like they have no qualms not hiding it they actually have it right next to the le and military discount yeah uh but like it's weird oh it's it's weird um I don't know, weird, uh, what am I trying to fucking say? Damn it. It is weird requirements, I guess you could say. Like, you gotta have, I don't know, it's, it's odd. Yeah, I know, like, Smith & Wesson, when I went to go contact them to see if they did T&E, they asked me for a, God, it's not a media portfolio, but it's, it, they called it something else, and it's basically a flyer with your picture on it saying, hey, I have this much reach and this many followers on this, this, and this. Yeah, I've not made one of those, and I kind of guess I need to because technically it's something I'd have to give to like sponsors and stuff. Yeah, I have one made for sponsors, but man, it's been like um, it's it's been close to two years since I can't believe I've been doing this for that long. But it's been close to two years since I've done it. I definitely need to update it. Yeah, I still need to make one, and that's just it. I hate social media so much. I wish I had someone to do it for me. Oh man, I, I don't mind social media too much. I just I don't know. For me, it's. It, 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 it kind of sucks because, like, you still have your good Facebook page. I lost mine, and it's really difficult keeping up with – I think I have four or five different pages that I'm – on Instagram, I have two. Facebook, I have one. Then I have the website. Then there's the YouTube channel that's basically dead. I have the subreddit, my Reddit account, and I don't know if I said Discord already. It was, like, keeping up with all those and making sure that they get posted properly. And then Patreon. I suck up posting on Patreon. I don't post on Patreon. I should probably, you know, that's something they'll probably do in the future is get something for Patreon so that way we could have an added benefit if you donate to the page. Um, But, you know, I'm planning on doing something uh, either when I reach 20 or 25,000 followers on Facebook. Um, You know, I did stuff when I reached 1,000. I did something when I reached 5,000, I think. Uh, I think I did something when I reached 10,000. I'm I'm planning on doing it when I hit another milestone. I just don't know if it's going to be 20 or 25,000. I'm right at around 17,000 right yep. now. Um, but my main interest, I'm trying to grow the Instagram page because, you know, that's kind of where uh, things are at for the moment. Yeah, uh, sucks. I hate yeah. Instagram so much. You know, it, it's it's cool for, um, like, if you own a Cerakote business or a stippling business or something like mm-hmm. that. But for, like, memes and, and, and for, especially if, because I tried to, to publish informative stuff, but, yeah. uh, 
it's so hard on Instagram. It's much easier like on Facebook and on Twitter. Like fucking Twitter, I got like 13 followers or something like that. It's fucking ridiculous. But you know, I, I try and focus on Instagram and, and Facebook. Yeah, that's I'm trying to focus on Facebook right now, and that's mostly because it's a lot easier to get people into a Discord from Facebook, Facebook or even Reddit than it is from Instagram. Yeah, and Discord is really Discord's not the most gun friendly, but they seem to be okay with you existing as long as you don't cross certain boundaries and i tell you it seemed like tiktok there for a minute was going to be the next up and coming for for firearms but man they fucking clamped down uh recently on firearms man it is ridiculous well, I, I never got into tiktok and it's just because of the name it's like, oh, you need to follow me on tiktok tick what i like i said i like i like watching it for the funny shit man but that's about it. Yeah, that's why you have a ginger beard. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, next article from Farms Blog, uh, Iron Sights Ruger American Ranch Rifles from Nodex Bud. Now, this is something that I think is awesome because I still love iron sights on rifles. Unless you're getting like that Bagheera PRS rifle, there's obviously no need for iron sights on that. Uh, but for, I think, honestly, for everything else, if you're going to use it for hunting, uh, you need to have iron sights. And it's just boggles my mind. I can't remember. It was like maybe three or four years ago. I bought a, a rifle and it didn't have any iron sights on it. And I, I was like looking, I was like, wait a second, none of these fucking rifles have iron sights. What the shit? Uh, and well, it's because they, everyone just throws a scope on it. But still, you know, I still have iron sights because like, like I said, for example, in, in Alabama, you know, or, you know, for hunting, you know, your highest that you're going to be shooting out is a hundred yards. And for uh, my scope, I will like maybe zero for like 50, maybe 75, 80 yards, just depending on where I plan on taking that rifle. But everything else, uh, you know, I, if it's like 25 yards or in, I use iron sights and I've missed, you know, a couple of deer aiming at the deer with my scope versus, uh, my iron sights because, you know, my scope was sighted for like that 75 to 80 yard range versus the deer crawled up on me and he's like 20 or 30 yards away. Right. So, and you know, I much shittier with rifles than I am with handguns. So, uh, you know, I think iron sights is a necessity and especially the Ruger American ranch rifles. Those are, you know, hunting rifles. Those are, just like in the fucking name applies ranch rifles. So I think they should come with iron sights. Uh, but these are pretty nice iron sights. They are based off of the uh, AR-15 type iron sights. Uh, let's see on a price range here, $76, which isn't too bad. Um, actually, I'm sorry, the rear sight $76. The front sight is $54. So you're honestly <laughs> looking at around like $130, $140 for that. That's kind of excessive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd be interested to see a company come out with the iron sights on a rifle already at the 45 degree angle. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Next uh, article is from the Firearms Block. Our CBS expands Group D and Matchmaster die set lineup, which is cool. Uh, they're coming out with a 6mm arc, uh, also with a 22 Creedmoor, 6mm GT, 300 PRC, 6.5 Weatherby RPM, 9.364mm Brennecke. Brennecke? What's some of this shit, man? Um, eight by 58 millimeter Danish crag, eight by 50 millimeter R Austrian and a 30 R blazer. So basically a whole bunch of reloading equipment for you and have forgotten weapons, uh, or with some of these weird PRS people. Yeah. Weird is a good term. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Like I said, it's good. I, I'll Sometimes you just want to throw it. a shoe at them and be like, Hey, be fucking normal and use like 308 or 6.5 or something 
Something simple. Something that's stock. I'll allow it. <laughs> Next article from Firearms Blog. This is also something for the ladies out there. Primary Arms is now offering concealed carry handbags. Now, I have made it clear that I think you should carry on your body, but there is different strokes for different folks. So it's out there. It's out there. It's just, out there. Just don't buy it. Buy something yeah. else. Buy, some, buy a good on-body concealed carry. And I mean... You know, I I can see where there's certain applications for it. Like, if you go to the beach, you know, look, I'm a grower, not a shower, and if I can still carry in my pants. Everyone's like, oh, he's, you know. Well, it's, no, it's it's a gun. I'm not happy to see it. It's a gun. That, that just doesn't bode well, because then I have to go into the water, and then the ammunition gets wet, and the gun gets wet, and probably salty. I'll put it in, like, a bag on the yeah, I mean, like I said, different strokes for different folks. There's a, a purpose for everything that's out there, but uh, you know, it, it's whether it's yeah. a good purpose or not. I don't think so. You know, yeah, it's kind of like JM4 fucking leather magnetic holster. Oh, you can mount this bad boy to your dashboard with the magnet. Uh, yeah, but if you go over a bump hard enough, um, yeah, your gun's gonna go flying on the floor. God forbid it has a loaded round in the chamber, and then you're gonna be finger fucking the trigger guard while you're trying to grab it off your floorboard while you're paying attention to the road. And next thing you know, you shoot your foot, you shoot the passenger's foot, or you send a hole through the front of your car. Absolutely. So, and the last thing in the uh, new the gun gear news and views is going to be Magpul releases new arm braces. Uh, this is interesting because it uses uh, rifle buffer tubes, so it is adjustable. I believe and, the SGA4 uses that. Too. Yep, and uh, the uh, it has the QD for the Magpul uh, slings or any QD, um, you know, uh, sling as well. So that's one thing that I personally liked about it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of how they look. Uh, they have looks like a weird little fishtail uh which is the bsl arm brace and then they also have something that is a little bit more sturdy uh which it almost kind of looks like sba3 but obviously it doesn't have uh the little strap that you can stick your forearm in uh and these are at 60 bucks so i think that's pretty cool no it's not bad at all I, i think it's a really good idea uh and honestly i think you know it could take some of the sba3's uh uh market you know, share in regards yeah, to that. There's a lot of Magpul fanboys like yourself. Uh, you know, I, I just think that they come in at a good price for a good product and yeah. they have very mission specific uh, products. That's what I like about yeah. them. Yes. Well, that is going to cover the gun gear news and views segment. Do you have anything else, Mike, for it? No, not really. I mean, like the MMP shot great. The Glock 45 was phenomenal, as you'd expect. Um, oh, yeah, actually, I have decided that closed emitter optics are probably the only acceptable thing for carry optics and even for rifles because of my experience this weekend. When I right, trying, well, no, I was try, when I was trying to zero the 507C, which is open emitter like the Trichicon RMR, I had the wind blowing towards my back while it was raining, and I kept getting rain inside of the uh, optic on the glass. And I ended up having like three or four dots that I'd have to keep, you know, I'd have to keep clearing out the glass on the inside so that I'd have the hmm. one dot to be able to zero with. Interesting. Yeah. But then with the 509T closed emitter, I only had one dot the entire time. It didn't matter if there was water on the front lens or water on the back lens. It was just one dot the entire time. So basically just anything closed emitter. Yeah. And that's just because 
Like, if it's raining outside and you go to go draw your concealed carry firearm, God forbid you need to, if rain gets on the glass, there is a chance that you're going to be seeing more than just one dot. Nice. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our gun culture segment and start wrapping this shit up. If you got money, you know I'm a Tyson. Whoever I'm fucking, these bitches won't next you. Eating my leftovers, that's not a flex. Bitches ain't fucking with me in this jewelry. I need a nigga that know what to do with me. Guess I'm too hot, so these bitches ain't cool with me. Too fucking thick. He wish he was two of me. Popping. Bad bitch, keep me an option. Wavy. Hosty men get nauseous. Famous. Leave with the nigga you came with. Dangerous. I don't fuck around with no lame shit. Excuse me, we trying to get by with that. All right. I am going to actually be not be talking about just one movie but uh, there is an interesting article from ballistic magazine that i wanted to talk about in the gun culture segment and it is titled 10 of the best survival movies ever made and uh i thought that was pretty interesting and i am a sucker for post-apocalyptic uh you know movies so i wanted to talk about it what are some of your favorites mike uh as far as the movies go yep oh boy it's been a while since i've seen a survival movie because I've been on a binge on monster movies. Nice. So like I've like recently we watched Crawl, and that one was kind of interesting because it it's kind of realistic. It was based in Florida, and some crocodiles came through. Nothing is realistic about that because nobody could fucking outswim a crocodile or an alligator. Oh no, they didn't. Oh yeah, that's true. You saw the movie. Yeah. 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 I thought that was cheese, but survival movies. Um, I guess. Would you consider Fury a survival movie? I'm trying to remember what Fury. Oh, the um with uh Brad Pitt and yeah, War Daddy. Yeah. Uh, kind of. I. But that's more of on the war. I think. Yeah, that's true. I guess I haven't really seen that many uh apocalypse. I guess no. Yeah, I haven't. Well, let me tell you what Ballistic has in their top ten, and some of these are my absolute favorite. Uh, 127 hours. That's about the guy who was. Uh, stuck, you know, with a rock on his arm, and yeah. he uh, cut off his own arm to survive. That was just absolutely fucking crazy. You know, it's kind of a weird movie up into the point where he cuts off his fucking arm. Yeah, it sounds kind of sawish, kind of. Yes, sort. but you know, it's based on a true story. That, that's the crazy, and that's yeah. that's what killed me about it. Uh, Book of Eli is number nine. Now, I fucking love this movie, Book of Eli. It's got Denzel oh, yeah, Washington. I love that fucking movie. Oh I, shit, man! It's so good. The ending. The ending. Yo, who's your day? Well, I tell you what. It's, it's been out eleven years, so you can have spoilers if you haven't fucking watched it yet. You need to go watch it, and you should fix yourself. Yeah, because I mean, like, should I spoil it? Should I spoil it for him? We'll just say the ending is fucking wow. Yeah, like you're gonna watch this entire movie. The gunplay is pretty decent. Yep. But you're going to watch it, and at the end, you're going to go, what? Yes. Yes. It's and also like Pikachu. Like, Ryan Reynolds comes out, and the kid's black, and he's white, but he's the dad. It's like, you really need a detective Pikachu to figure that one out. Yep, yep. Uh, the next one is The Way Back. Uh, this is also 11 years ago. It's got uh, Jim Sturgis, Colin Farrell, and Ed Harris. Now, this is about a group of uh, Polish soldiers who were sent to the gulags in Soviet Russia, and this is about their escape from the Siberian forest with the NKDV, which was the uh, KGB precursor uh, chasing after him. That's pretty good. I'm going to have to watch that because I'm a Polak. It's a good one. You you would like it for real. Uh, the next one is The Edge with Anthony Hopkins, Alec Baldwin, and Ellie McPherson. Uh, it takes place in Alaska uh, where they kind of you know go on a vacation and it turns pretty soury when all of a sudden uh, they start turning on each other, and they have plans to kill one of the, the hikers or campers, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That sounds kind of uh, 
interesting. It's good. It, like I said, it's got Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin before he became like a fat fuck. Uh, <laughs> and it's from 1997. So you probably find it somewhere. Number six comes in at Apollo 13. Now, I consider this like probably the ultimate fucking Survivor movie. Even, you know, based on real life, you're out in the middle of fucking space. It's not like where they can just quickly send a search party to find you. You know, there, there's nothing up there except your own ass trying to save yourself. Yep. That is a really good one. And I'm telling you, something else that uh, me and my girlfriend been watching, they just finished. We just finished season two, came out Friday, uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV. It's uh, basically an alternate history of what would happen if the Soviets had beat us to the moon. Yeah. Oh, that's, Interesting. That, that's fucking awesome, man. You know, uh, the ne- actually recommended me one it was uh you recommended that i watch man the high castle yes oh my fuck that was you such it? A, yeah th- I, that was a phenomenal fucking show oh my god man it was so good so fucking good did you hear they aren't coming out with another season but they're going to be doing a spinoff yes cannot wait and uh season three uh for all mankind is already in the works uh i'm telling you do you got apple tv no oh fuck man you gotta uh you gotta find a way to watch it that's all i can say it is i'm already i'm getting hulu and hbo max and disney from three different friends i'm gonna have to find someone that has apple tv so fuck dude Have you watched uh, the new Mortal Kombat yet? No, that's tonight. Bro, it is way different than the Mortal Kombat when I was a child. Like, oh, I, I was planning on watching it with my kids. And after I watched it, like, because I was like, told my girlfriend, I was like, hey, let's fucking watch it. And after I watched it, I was like, fuck, man, I'm glad I didn't watch that with the kids. <laughs> now, there is, a, there is another movie um, that I just thought of because of, uh, because we watched it last night, and it's The Monuments Men. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That one. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'd never heard of it. That's pretty good. Uh, the next movie in this list is The Omega Man with Charlton Heston. Uh, now, this is based off of I Am Legend, uh, and it's based off a post-apocalyptic uh, thriller where every you know there's just a few survivors left from a biological war between Russia and China, and there are oh yeah, and this left uh, ghostly pale mutants. Huh. Uh, it's pretty good, man. If you ever, it's an old one, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, the next one is Rescue Dawn. Now this is from 2006, and this is actually one of Christian Bale's first movies. The Morphing and, Man himself. Yes, uh, and depicts real life events, struggles between a German American pilot who's played by Bale and his uh, prisoners, fellow prisoners of war from the vietnam war it's pretty good it sounds good yep uh the gray uh is the next one this one has liam nilsen uh this is where he's chased down by a uh, he was involved in a plane crash i believe and I he's hunted yeah. down by wolves that one was a really good movie i mean it's kind of dry but it was pretty good yep uh the next one is uh the road with vega mortison never heard of it are you fucking serious Oh, yeah, unfortunately. Oh, my. Well, first off, man, it was a book that just became like a bestseller. And then they decided to make a movie out of it real quick. And it was pretty good. Like, I thought the the movie, obviously, you know, and I'm going to sound like a total fucking douchebag saying this, but I thought the book was better than the movie. But the book, the movie was still pretty good. Fucking hipster. God damn it. I know. I, I mean, it's, I'm like, as soon as I'm saying it in my head, I'm like, ah, it sounds so gay. <laughs> and then well, number one is the castaway i'm the same way with mortal the mortal instrument series from when i was a teenager i watched that then i think there's a movie it might have been a different book but yeah the movie sucked oh man and the last one is castaway which is got tom hanks and helen hunt in it uh that was a really good one if if you've never seen castaway 
watch Castaway, and then get yourself a volleyball. Wilson! <laughs> Goddamn. I'll never forget the, the Family Guy spoof on that. Void! Yeah. My name's Void, dumbass. <laughs> but yes, those are going to be the top 10 uh, ballistic from Ballistic.com, uh, top 10 survival movies. Now, there's definitely some other ones I think there should be in there. There was a uh, movie with Benicio Del Toro and uh, what's his fucking face? Um, God damn it. The guy from U.S. Marshals, Tommy Lee Jones, yes, uh, yes. where Tommy Lee Jones was a knife instructor for the special forces and Benicio Del Toro becomes a runaway fugitive and he's kind of surviving in the woods while uh, Tommy Lee Jones is brought in to help find him. That was pretty good. Um, trying to think some other great ones. Uh, fucking the whole Jericho series. If you haven't seen Jericho, fix your fucking self. That is amazing. Is that on Netflix? Yes. I will have to watch it. It is so fucking good. And what sucks about it is they did three seasons, but they canceled the third season early. So they had to like wrap up the storyline really fast. And somebody picked it up and did a graphic novel series to continue the story. Uh, and I've seen, I've read like two or three seasons after they canceled the TV show and the graphic novels. You know, it's not, it, it's sci-fi and it's not really survival based, but a good one is Firefly. Cause they're kind of, Oh damn, that's a good, good show. you know, that's one I had not watched until two years ago. Yeah. It, I mean, it is like, it's like 12 episodes how the reason it got canceled is because they were messing with its runtime and everyone lost track of when it was running. But it is a phenomenal show where basically think cowboys in space trying to outrun the law and survive. Yes, that is a good way to do it. Yeah. Gosh, what is what's another? I mean, there's some good. There's so many good survival movies because that is my ultimate favorite genre. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, but that's if I go look, the problem I'm having too. If I go look through, you know, I actually took my old DVD collection and I got tired of like. You know, because I don't want to throw them away, just because you know you can't get shit for them nowadays. So what's the point of throwing them away? So I took like bought a humongous fucking um, CD book thing from back in the day. You know, you carried around in your car, and I took all my DVDs out. And when I was sick with COVID last year in July, I actually put them all in there in alphabetical order. That's how fucking bored I was, just sitting my ass at home, not doing anything. See, you're lucky because I'm pretty sure I got it in 2019 in September. And because, like, they ran blood work on me, my girlfriend, my sister, and my dad. We popped negative for everything, and like from pneumonia, strep throat, the flu, etc. So I'm pretty sure we had COVID in 2019. Oh, it was the same with my daughter in like January yeah. of 2020. I, I swear. I couldn't do anything, so I, kudos to you for being able to do something, because I was posted in bed for, like, a week. Oh, dude, I tried to mow my yard when I had COVID, and I was like, fuck this, I'm not sitting at home. And then, like, I threw up, uh, like, halfway through the front yard, and I was like, I bet my neighbors, this is going to bring down my property value, just me throwing up my fucking front yard. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I uh, quit. <laughs> Go I, ahead. I didn't smoke the entire time, and then, like, as soon as I started to feel a little bit better, the first thing I did, I went outside, lit a cigarette, and went, Oh, that feels a lot better. Then you upchuck. No, no, I didn't upchuck. Okay. I, I don't have a weak constitution like you do. Well, and then uh, <laughs> I tell you, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out when I was in the army, uh, I had like, man, I was working like late nights that day, like right afterwards, as soon as I came back and I couldn't stay the fuck awake and coffee didn't do shit for me and I couldn't get to the gas station to get energy drink. So I just started dipping like two days after I had my wisdom teeth taken out. 
And they're like, doesn't that hurt? I'm like, yeah, but it's keeping me awake. That's the pain. It keeps me awake. Seriously. (laughs) It's like fucking uh, rubbing uh, hot sauce in your eyes back in the day when MREs came with hot sauce bottles. Yeah. The jalapeno cheese dip. Absolutely. Well, man, with that, let's go ahead and start wrapping this bitch up. Yeah, let's do it. This ain't no race, don't trip, bitch. I took an L and then I got big lit. Uh, now I'm just trying to get big rich. I ain't got time to go beef over kid shit. Uh, I took out up off the hit list. My niggas sliding the thick that he glitzing. Look, these niggas lie in the booth. See me in person, like who you gonna yell at? You ain't no shooter boy, who you gonna tell at? If I get book malls, no with a bell at. I was round crack, but I ain't never sell at. Alright, well, I appreciate you guys for listening into another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I appreciate Mike for being back. For a second there, I thought he had broken up with me and I was a little depressed. because uh, hey, we had bro. little to Look. no time talking between then beauty i would rub your bald head first and then send you a text saying hey it's not you it's me oh god i hated that fucking excuse <laughs> so thank you guys uh if you haven't already hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this that is the best way to keep up whenever there are new podcast uh shows coming out also if you can leave us a review and i'll tell you what if you leave us a bad review tell us what the fuck we're doing wrong so that way we can know what we're doing wrong uh and maybe we can improve the show uh i do can take i do i can take constructive criticism just ask my two ex-wives um and if you can also uh check out our patreon and support the show that is the best way to keep us uh giving the you know, amazing content. I promise you, we are going to be doing a video cast here as well soon. I actually cleaned out my gun room a fuck ton today. That's why I'm handing out odd ass calibers in the group chats that I'm in, like 32 auto, uh, 25 auto, 243 Winchester, shit like that that I've handed out. So uh, check us out on Patreon at 2A Lifestyle Podcast and, you know, help us any way you can, even if it's just a dollar a month. Anything you give helps us, I promise. Uh, I'm not going to be a sh- and say give us five dollars no if you can give us one dollar i greatly appreciate that also if you can check out our social medias everywhere you can find me at 2alifestyle.com that's the number 2a lifestyle except for instagram two is spelled out uh michael they can find you at tat cat actual on instagram and just pews on instagram and facebook correct yep and you can check both of us out at justpews.com. and i appreciate you guys listening and i will see you guys in two weeks mike i'll be talking to you between then Uh, but I will get back with you in another two weeks where we'll give you guys another episode. And until then, just keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle.